Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 26th of March, 2015. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, and uh, well, Dave, it's for a week that is full of news. I honestly don't know where to start, you know. <laughs> One of those weeks. Well, that's, um, that's, that's the problem we hit when we have weeks full of news. It, it certainly is. I think. I think. You know, I think. Uh, Brasco, uh, our producer at Webmaster Radio. Um, I mean, I, had you heard about this hashtag Mobile Day? Hashtag Mobile Day. I had not, but I will start using it, and it makes sense. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, in case you uh, weren't aware of this, friends, um, <laughs> April twenty first is coming, and. Uh, Aside from being a week before my younger brother's birthday, it's also the day that something happens. Um, what that something is, honestly, there's like so much speculation. We're going to be talking about it until April 21st. It's the day that um, Google uh, rolls out a new algorithm that uh, it says affects searches conducted via mobile device. Um and will only affect websites that have been uh, made mobile-friendly on searches conducted on mobile devices. Mm -hmm. Given that over 50% of searches at Google, as of around this time last year, around this time last year, um, about half the searches at Google sort of transitioned and became mobile searches. So when Google says, this, you know, this is a... This is a big impact. This is probably the largest algorithm shift um, Google's ever introduced. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, they, they've even come out and said that this is going to surpass pandas, penguins. Um, I would say, knowing that it's at least 50% of searches, um, I'd say there's a good chance it's going to surpass both of them combined, um, it, at least as far as as, uh, as mobile searches go. I mean, this is a, a massive, massive thing, especially um, for specific sectors. I mean, you know them, I know them, right? Our sectors, you know, yes, okay, we're, we're SEOs and so we need to have mobile sites. I do, you do, you know, that, that's, that's the thing. But um, I would say it'll impact people like you and I um, if we didn't have them a lot less than, you know, an e-commerce site or, or the, the sites that you do tend to search, right? Like you're, you're in a store and you're looking up whatever, Amazon, right? I mean, I'm not saying it's a good thing to do. I don't really like it. But, um, you know, looking up price comparisons, you know, there you are. Mm -hmm. Are you one of the prices that people get to compare with? By the way, if anybody wants out there in uh, Radioland wants to make a million dollars, I just had this great idea. It's called the douche search detector. Now, what you have to do is you have to um, actually control the router in your in like your retail shop, and when some and you have to be able to do a little bit of deep packet inspecting to find out you know what signals are coming down into in through your router. And when you find the signal from, like, you know, eBay or Amazon or something, like, say you have a clothing store and you have, uh, you know, somebody in the uh, in your store searching for the same product on Amazon, that should trigger the douchebag search alert. 
<laughs> okay, you know what? That, that would actually be pretty sweet. Or even like a, and all of a sudden a, a challenge response sort of comes up that just goes, yes, I know somebody has just helped me and spent valuable time. My The store is valuable time. I still want to uh, go somewhere else to buy it and save a few bucks and drive a local business out of out. Well, uh, we're all about the auctions, eh? Exactly, exactly. Let them do it. You know, we're not here to block them. So if anybody out there really wants to make a million dollars, this is why you in particular listen to Webcology. Because <laughs> we help you like with a great idea at least once a week. But like seriously, no, I, mean, I think you're absolutely right, Dave. Like, like, um, the people who are doing mobile searches tend to be people who are you know mobile, moving around, not, not sitting at home. And those people tend to be out there seeking stuff. Looking for stuff they can, you know, purchase or a coffee they can have or a lunch they can buy. And we've, you know, the last uh, 20 or 15, 20 years of the web has all been very static compared to what feels like it's coming, is coming. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you bring up a great example. Like, if you're a restaurant and you don't have, you're not over in the mobile yet. You're done. Well, I mean, you know, I, I live in Victoria, right? How many tourists look for restaurants while walking around on their phones in, in, in my city? Um, you know, it's it's the second biggest industry in our city. Right? Tourism. I understood in Victoria because, like, don't you just have to sort of have to walk out the door and there's five restaurants right in front of you? Yeah, it's true. I mean, I can't throw, like, you know, well, you know where, where my office is located. I mean, I can't. It it, it that I don't weigh eight hundred pounds is miraculous because there's so much good food within like a two block radius of me here. But uh, um, you know, I mean, if if uh, I do it, you do it. You know, you're in a city, you don't know. What do you do, right? Like you you immediately start looking up. You may go to one of the you know your Yelp app or or Foursquare or whatnot where you can get some reviews or Zagat or whatnot. Well, Zagat owned by Google, but um, you know. Oftentimes, people are just doing that search, looking looking for a place to go. You know, seafood Victoria, BC. Again, throw a rock and you'll hit a seafood restaurant in Victoria, BC. But mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you want to find one. That's that's how you're going to look. You're looking up products. Um, you know, I, I have a hunch. You know, we're seeing. I'm sure you've seen it too among your clients. The the big rush right now. Everybody wanting to convert over. Um, oh yeah. You know, <laughs> yes, you can tell them for two straight years, but now now it's a, a big rush because Google told them to. Hey, hashtag um, mobile day, man. Hashtag mobile day. <laughs> um, but I have a hunch we're going to see it again come, uh, you know, sort of the, the fall, right, as all the, the Christmas um, well, rush sort of starts to hit. All of a sudden, people start to pick again and go, right, this is important again. Well, you're right. This is good. And this, for, for webmasters, um, work on client site around the switch to mobile will come in waves. We're in the midst of the first one right now. Um, people who own websites, um, you know, who are either being advised by SEOs or, you know, just paying attention, they know that they need to update their sites as quickly as possible. Yeah. Next wave is going to also include those people because, you know, April 21st is coming. It's going to have some effect on the web. We don't know exactly what kind of effect it's going to have. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of cleanup work to do. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be a cleanup wave, um, sort of like a secondary wave. But through the summer, and it's used a day of moving like, like, like into the autumn towards Christmas, the businesses that didn't um, transfer over 
they're going to be they're going to be able to go barbecues in the summertime or hang out with their other other friends who are merchants and stuff. Um, they're going to they're going to learn in this time again moving towards the retail urgency of Christmas that um, their flagging business is likely because people um, can't people can't find their business in the way that they're becoming accustomed to finding businesses. Right. And so that'll be like the third wave that comes from uh, Google's Google's mobile uh, mo- mobile algorithm switchover. But there's still so much uncertainty around this, you know, algo th- algo <laughs> algo switchover. How's it going to happen? How's it going to roll out? How long is it going to take to roll out? What kind of effects is it going to have on the way through? I mean, there's 101 questions to ask, eh? There are. Um, actually, if, unfortunately, you know what? The answer to one of those questions I know only because uh, Angela here um, wrote a blog post about it just yesterday. And we're looking at about a week um, is what they're estimating for the rollout. Um, and if uh, Ange is right, and I, I would say she is because I've said the same thing myself. You've seen it a thousand times. It'll probably pendulum for a little bit through that week, I'm guessing, right? Like they'll flick the switch, turn it on, and then whoops, that broke. Um and uh, and sort of work their way through, but it, it isn't expected to be sort of a, a light switch. Um, although I do expect, you know, they they put a lot of hype on this. I am expecting them to make a big push right out of the gate, of course, right? Like sort of, yeah, flick the switch and then sort of do a bunch of adjustments back and forth. Um, well, you know, it, it's coming. funny you should say it's not like a light switch because in in some ways it's like Google has is, and I think it was um, I'm I'm riffing off of Barry Schwartz here, but. Google's got a one or a zero, an on or an off. You're either mobile-friendly or you're not mobile-friendly. It's not like you're kind of sort of mobile-friendly, so we'll sort of complement your intent. You're either either there or you're not, period. There's no gray area in between. The thing that's got me curious, though, they say it's going to take a few days or a week to completely roll out globally. And... Let's remember previous discussions about this, where you know Google has said that it's not going to affect desktop search, which implies that it's a completely separate algorithm sitting on a completely separate set of you know uh, data centers. Yeah. Which you know I have a I still have a hard time twisting my brain around that Google running two parallel indexes. Well, it, it's and it is interesting. And you think about the, you know why did they do it that way? And I, I've pondered that myself. Um, and the idea of they they really had two options here. They could either run two algorithms on the same index, um, where they were looking at okay from a mobile standpoint, you know, putting a bunch of different filters in on on their existing index and go okay, let's produce these results here and these results there. Or um, the, the route it looks like they've gone is, well, let's just build two indexes and use the same algorithm and then just tweak which index based on device um, and go from there. And then there's some interesting sort of midpoints that I have to be curious about, and I'm sure you are too, um, is when you look at tablets. Okay, which index? I mean, mobile-friendly is a different thing on a tablet. I've got a bigger screen. Right? So which index are you are you referencing um, on a tablet and which one should they be referencing on a tablet? I, I would prefer to have a desktop um, experience on my tablet than I would prefer to have most mobile sites, not fully responsive, but, you know, the, the mobile built for phone kind of kind of sites, mm-hmm. MDOT in a lot of the cases. Um, you know, 
if I have to pick one of the two, you know, ideally it's responsive and you've got, you know, your mid ground. But if I only had to pick from the two, I'll pick my desktop. I'd rather scroll a bit left and right than have this honking horrible, <laughs> you know, well, built which, for like a, an iPhone three kind of kind of display. Which sort of brings up another question I have about the idea of Google running parallel indexes, and then I think this question supports the idea of Google doing it. Mm-hmm. But I'm a we know that user behaviors are very different on the smaller screen of the, the mobile device or, or, on a, or on a tablet than they are on a desktop. I mean, even the interface itself is very different. I'm uh, pushing buttons on the phone or the, the tablet, and I'm moving a mouse on the desktop. Right. So the environment is so different, user behavior is going to be different. If user behavior is different, then the way people look at search engine results and use search engine results are likely to be different. And if that's the case, maybe it was simply too difficult for Google to find enough similarities between a desktop, the usefulness of a desktop search, and the usefulness of a uh, mobile-type search. Good point. Good point. Now, something I'm wondering about a headache they may hit, and I, I was, of course, <laughs> thinking, as I'm sure More you cost. do, year-round you're thinking about the holiday seasons, right? Like, that just happens because that's... <laughs> It just is the way of it, right? That's the the big crux for for a lot of clients, uh, uh, certainly e-commerce clients. Is um, what happens if I'm searching and I find a great site on my desktop? Now, I'm out and about, and I'm going back and I'm trying to find that site again on my phone. Now, <laughs> if they don't have a mobile, that's still my intent. Like, will Google be able to bridge that gap? You know, certainly they'd require me to be logged in because I'm switching devices, but. Will they count that as an exception in their mobile algorithm or, or their mobile index? And I'll, I'm going to find that interesting to to watch as well as things roll out. If I've been there before, do they make it sort of an exception to my um, given, to the index rules? Given how things are becoming so walled garden between the technology companies, I'd imagine if you're running an Android device, you really shouldn't have a problem um, porting over. <laughs> your bookmarks or your favorites no. into your Android device. But if you're running, uh, say, an iPhone or something, you're screwed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad I don't have an iPhone then. No, um, again, uh, listener, there's 1,000% speculation. I'm, I'm actually trying to be facetious, but um, bet you I'm right. I'm not saying I am. Rush Limbaugh said that more often, right? Well, I'm telling you, I'm... I'm Really don't think that. I'm trying to be facetious, but I'll bet you I'm right. I bet you can get away <laughs> with a lot more stupid statements. <laughs> the qualifiers. It's all in the qualifier, right? Oh, indeed. Okay, indeed. so, you know, hashtag, hashtag mobile day, eh? Ha- April 21st is coming. There's nothing you can do to stop April 21st from coming because, you know... It's coming. It's just the way the sun, the way the Earth's rotation around the sun works, right? Right. So, what do you do? How do you know? Like, um, Dave, you got somebody on the phone there saying, um, "What do we do?" Oh, actually, you don't. He <laughs> say, "Well, you signed this contract, and we'll fix it for you, sir." <laughs> <laughs> Pretend they're not on the phone with you. What would you advise a webmaster? Like, what do they do to coming up to the twenty first? Um, there's an urgency here. There is an urgency here, and I think that's a big part of the problem for a lot of people right now. Um, you know, if they called me up right now, I, I we're we're booked. <laughs> like, that's kind of it. 
Um, so I, I, I would have to look around at, at different designers and, and that sort of thing, find other people that I trust to, to deal with this conversion. Um, I think for a lot of people, it's look first to what you have, like in, in regards to what is, what is your website? Um, are you dealing with static? Like are you still in you know, .html? <laughs> are are you still there? Um, you know, or are you already in, say, WordPress or Joomla or Drupal or one of the myriad of of content management systems that do support responsive um, and do support mobile? They you, your site just might not be there yet. Now, I refer to responsive a lot because that's that's the the method I prefer. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Google's come out saying. It doesn't have to be responsive. Responsive is one of a few different ways that this can be done. You know, more than one way to skin a cat. But um, uh, although I think if Google says that, that's pretty evil. Why are they skinning cats? But uh, <laughs> it's also worth it's also worth noting at this point, Dave, that there are still other best practices as a webmaster that are worth uh, worth keeping. So a responsive is still probably the best way to go. It fits. In, it fits with what Google wants. And it probably provides a better user experience, right? It does. I, I prefer it. I mean, I like it for a lot of reasons. You know, if I if I go and I'm on my phone and I share a page off our site or a responsive site, when I'm on my desktop or somebody else's, click the link, it goes to the same place. It just changes for, for what you want, um, you know, for, for the device you're on. So there, there's that side. So I think that's one of the biggest initial considerations that's going to have to be made, right? Like how big is this project? If you're in a non-responsive version of WordPress, like a WordPress site, you're in a very, very different scenario than if you're in a, you know, old circa whatever 2004 HTML site, right? Like these are, <laughs> these are two very, very different projects that we're dealing with here. In one, you really just have to, and I'm oversimplifying obviously, you know, one, you would just have to change the theme, right? I mean, there's obviously a lot more to it than that, but you're already in the technology you need to be in. You just need to change the way it structures itself. Um, you know, in the other one, now you're dealing with porting over everything, re-importing all your images into the, you know, into the media libraries of WordPress, if that's the route you're going or, or whatnot. So I think there's a lot of, there's a big difference in these two areas. And I think that's, that's the first thing people need to know. And then you need to know that you're going to have to cough up big because whatever designer you're talking to right now has a lineup. <laughs> yep. Right of, of, of people waiting for them, um, and you're going to want to really take a look at their portfolios. Right, you need to know: do they do this job well? Take a look at not their portfolios on your desktop. That's not what you need to care about. Run them through the page speed checks. Right, find out what the page speed is for some of their client sites on mobile. How did they do? Um, you know that sort of stuff. You don't expect sort of SEO grade page speeds, right? That's what SEOs are for. Um, but you're going to need to see some some decent starting points and then maybe call up your SEO or call up a SEO, um, you know, you, me, whoever. You know, there's there's a lot of decent SEOs out there. Um, well, okay, there's I've listed two. That'll do. Um, and, uh, you know, sort of, you know, maybe hire them or, or you know, pay them a, a little bit to sort of proof things as it's going through the process or even just proof some of their profiles and or portfolio pieces and, and make sure that they're going to be a good fit for you before uh, – before you you really commit, indeed. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you, you got to think about now. As, as as you were saying, Dave, if you're one of the approximately fifty percent of website owners out there who are already using WordPress or some content management system, there's a good chance that the template that you're using has an updated version that will be mobile friendly. That's really worth checking out quickly. 
Yeah. Um, speaking of checking out quickly, we got to check out quickly. It's, uh, it's <laughs> twenty-two past the hour. It's time to get time to take a break here on Webcology. So we are going to check out quickly. I, 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 inopportune timing because I really want to talk about again what webmasters have to do to to deal with um, hashtag Mobile Day April twenty-first. And we'll do that in a few moments. But first, um, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 26th of March, 2015, and we're going to be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Do you want to optimize and grow your business? Then master your skills in conversion rate optimization. Sign up for Conversion Conference Las Vegas 2015, happening on May 12th through the 14th. It's Brasco from Webmaster Radio inviting you to the biggest and only conversion conference in the United States this year. Join your colleagues in the world's leading conversion experts, including Tim Ash, Amy Africa, Lance Loveday, Natalie Mahai, plus 40 of your favorite optimizers. Learn to create persuasive content, design landing pages that trigger your visitors to action, and convert blog readers into customers. Come to Conversion Conference. The conference that pays for itself in no time. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get a $100 discount on their pass. Register early and get full access for only $897 when you use discount code WMFM. Simply register online at ConversionConference.com with the code WMFM. That's ConversionConference.com, code WMFM. Hurry, save your seat before they sell out. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 26th of March, 2015. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing and Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And uh, we were talking about mobile... Uh, uh, has anybody come up with a cute name for hashtag mobile day yet? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. No. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll, we should have a contest for that. No. We'll just come up with it. <laughs> Is this like the horse head update or um, like something mobile? The Pegasus update. Oh, hey, I like that. Okay. Well, you heard it here, for, here first, folks. It's being called the Pegasus update. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag mobile day. Pegasus update. <laughs> okay. Um, have you noticed uh, any weirdness in uh, search results in the last few days, Dave? There's rumors out there that um, there was a shakeup uh, late last week, early this week. 
You know what? I actually have, um, but something that I found interesting. Now, we, you know, of course, you do, we do. We all monitor a, a number of sites. For our listeners who may not monitor a number of sites, it'd be interesting uh, to you know get some feedback from you guys at some point. Um, one thing that I have noticed, and this is you know just just noticing. You know, I've been it's, it's been a busy couple of days, so I haven't had a chance to to investigate too 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 deeply. But I have run some ranking reports. I have been looking around through some rankings. Something that I found interesting um, is I had noticed some fairly significant movement on par with what. Uh, well, the forums are talking about and what uh, the Moz weather report um, is showing. But something that I noticed as, as unique in this one is I didn't notice it very much in um, region-specific or, or location-specific um, sites, like ones that are you know related to you know, rafting in, in a specific region, for example, or um, accommodations in a specific region. I noticed it more on, on sort of global terms, um, terms that – you know, don't have any regional identifiers um, and that aren't region specific. So I, I found that kind of interesting. Now, again, I, I'm not saying that this is 100% the case. I'm saying this is what I noticed when I was putzing around, um, you know, and, and ran, uh, ran some checks uh, across a few of the sites that, uh, that we're working on and a few of their competitors to watch where the movement was and, and where it wasn't. Um, the biggest changes that I noticed, we were talking position or two max um, on, on some of the location specific ones, whereas... Um, the changes on global terms uh, tended to be a, a lot larger. Again, small sample. I'm not saying this is true. I'm saying from a small sample, this is what I have seen. Sorry, that's not for you, Jim. That's for uh, for our listeners. Oh, no worries. Um, now, it's, uh, the day that the global results disappeared or changed, um, there was a report, and I'm reading this from uh, yesterday's uh, Search Engine Roundtable. From Australia, seeing a lot of new sites showing up on page one for keyword searches, but not city-based, hmm. which sort of you know supports what what you you were just saying, Dave. Um, not much changes around city-based or location-based searches. Um, fluctuations are from money keywords or you know root keywords. The um, sort of like. Uh, you know, Blue Widget would be a money keyword, where Blue Widget Sydney, Blue Widget Toronto would be a location-based keyword. Right. Um, is it possible that Google's, you know, doing a little bit of uh, pre-Pegasus testing here? Hashtag mobile day. <laughs> well played. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't find that too surprising. Um, to see if that's going. Um, and it may also be that they're affecting portions of the algorithm that would not be uh, impacted by the Pegasus algorithm. <laughs> Hashtag mobile day. Um, if we say it enough, it'll be true. That's right. uh, somebody needs to name it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it maybe that they're, they're taking a, a look at it and sort of going, okay, well, location-specific ones. Um, are are going to sort of naturally be filtering them out, themselves out in the in the Pegasus update, um, whereas if if we're looking at um, you know sort of more global terms, they wouldn't necessarily tend to be um, as as impacted, or they may. I mean, they may be going the opposite way. Of course, they have their their data. I don't. Uh, I'd like their data. Hey, if anybody from Google's listening, if you want to send your data to somebody, I'd love to have it. But, um, you know, they, they may be doing those sort of tests, which would explain why they'd be picking one segment and not another. Um, or it just may be that the type of algorithm shift that it is um, just happens to not 
um, be impacting location specific ones. Like if it was a, a, you know, sort of functioning in on a, a portion of the algorithm, um, dealing more with relevancy or link weight. Um, and, and, you know, link weight's great. And I know there were some rumors going around in some forums that it might be, um, sort of a, a little, uh, penguin hiccup. And it's like, well, yeah, link weight does tend to impact global terms more than local terms because mm-hmm. A, the competition is, is lighter in, in local. Um, and also there's a lot more sort of considerations on local rankings um, than just links and, and content and, and, you know, these sorts of things. So, uh, you know, there, there gets to be other factors. So it, it may just be having less impact there if it was, in fact, a, a penguin-related um, shift that just had sort of minor minor trigger, you know, not as big as a big penguin one where we'd be going, ah, okay, and Google would be announcing it. Um, you know, just sort of a, a slightly more minor one. So who knows which which way this is going, but there's definitely something going on. Um, it'd be interesting to see if it was a, a precursor and, and just some preliminary testing, though. Do you remember, do you miss the days of the old McDar testing tool and, and Google Dances where you could see that they could just test stuff on, like, a few servers and you could see what they were testing and then... <laughs> oh, yeah. Watch that happen. Because you, yeah. you knew what was coming three or four days down the pipe. Yeah. Yeah, the, oh, the good old days. <laughs> now, for all you non, non-SEO listeners out there, this is how SEOs think all the time. <laughs> that whole long explanation Dave went through where he had to like weigh this and then weigh that and then you know weigh this and that against that. This is what we think this is why we're like this. We think like this all the time. <laughs> it's true, right from back in what, two thousand, two thousand one with uh, standing on a deck with you in Fernwood <laughs> spending uh Spending a, a good chunk of time going over different permutations of, of what might be going on. And heck, it was a lot simpler back then. Well, it, it was. We only had to use three or four pieces of flowchart paper to like graphically <laughs> map out those elegant link networks, which I swear to you, I was able to see in like this three, four-dimensional representation. Because I was also like thinking about time on site, right? So that's four di- fourth dimension. Um, it was wonderful. But... It isn't like that anymore. Now it's a lot of speculation. We have a good idea where they're going next, but what that's going to look like. Um, hashtag Mobile Day is going to be a uh, a very enlightening and uh, what's the right word? Um, most curious day. It, it is. Um, you know what? We you bring up mobile again. Um, and Ange, when we went on to commercial break, had brought something up to me as something webmasters can do or, or site owners can do um, in a in a sort of quick fix. I have I have used this service before. Um, a couple of years ago, Google partnered with a company called Duda. I do not recommend this as your long term solution. By the way, it's just big note here: this is not your long term solution. But if you can't find somebody um, to to work with you in a hurry, um, there is a service Duda Mobile. Google partnered with them a couple years ago, so they're like a legit company. I have played around with the service. It, it works decently well. Not great, but decently well. Um, and it basically sort of auto-converts um, your site. And you know, if you know your way around through your DNS settings well enough or, or can hire somebody to deal with it, they have some decent tutorials. You can have it send them to M. Um, and basically kind of creates a, a mobile version of your site for you. They also have responsive, which I haven't played around with there. Um, I've only uh, played around with their mobile-only websites because if I'm going responsive, I'll go with the CMS system. But um, anyway, so as a patch, if you just – you couldn't find somebody, you know, after the 21st, there will be people there for you, but you just need to have a patch put in place. 
um, there are services like Duda, and they cost like ten bucks a month or something like that. Okay, so, yeah, and then you know, I'm not saying anything against Duda or their services, but you, I think the operative word there, Dave, and the right one was the word patch. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll get you through if nothing if you can't find somebody to actually do the job right for you. Okay, um, shifting gears, I think about a gajillion degrees. Yep. Um. You know, every you know, saying everything, uh, everything old becomes new again. You know, when one doorway pages, another doorway page closes, <laughs> another doorway page opens, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Google has. Uh, it's funny. I mean, just talk about Google all the time, eh? As if it was this like really important corporation that keeps getting itself in trouble with various governments. <laughs> Which I, I usually mean, find amusing, right? Except when it sort of messes over the consumer. Yeah. Um, okay, this might take a few moments. Bear with me here. Because, <laughs> um, see, back in 2012, the FTC, according to its own internal memos, which were recently leaked, the FTC knew that Google was actively manipulating its own search results to give prominent placement to Google-related companies in several verticals to the detriment of its competitors. Because Google had over 80% of the search share in the United States... The FTC, by its own rules, declared Google a monopoly, except it didn't actually declare Google a monopoly, because in doing so, it would have actually had to take action on what it had found. And it didn't want to take action on what it had found for, I don't know, because <laughs> that might have been bothersome or something. <laughs> um, now, honestly, I don't know why the FTC didn't take action, but they did find that Google violated antitrust rules. So, that happened. That was last week's scandal. This week's uh, addition to the scandal is, you remember the EU? Um, they almost reached a settlement with Google around similar antitrust issues? Yeah. Well, the issue sort of went away. It wasn't really settled in Europe. Google paid a whole bunch of fines, but the issue was still open, but nobody was talking about it while they're talking about it again. Because of the leaked FTC memo, basically, you know, federal regulars in the United States had a strong antitrust against, case against Google but declined to press charges, the European Union is back at it. The European Parliament wants to go after Google for, wants to, wants to actually going to be dealing with a resolution calling for the breakup of Google for antitrust violations. Yeah. <laughs> now, I honestly believe had the FC had the FTC prosecuted Google for this, there'd be no talk of breaking them up in Europe. And it, I I, I think the EU is taking a short sighted look at this in that breaking up Google will have a extremely negative effect on the entire web. I believe. Oh, I agree. Um, and, you know, Google's Google's practices themselves might might be detrimental to competition. It might be not be good for the web, but I think that the European Union suggested remedy is even worse. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I don't quite get how, yeah, how, how you can do that. And, and this is a funny spot that Google finds themselves here in. Um, because, I, I mean, I, I could say, you know, what is Google really being, um, you know, sort of accused of here? They're, they're being accused of on their website um, not listing their competitors um, as highly as, as maybe they, they should. Um, let me say, I don't list any of mine on my site, high or low. <laughs> like, well, indeed, okay. but if, 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 if you had 80% of the common consumers were going to uh, the Beanstalk website to learn about SEO, and maybe they should. I'm not saying they shouldn't. But if they were, 80% of them, and Would you I were have using that, that half to manipulate the entire SEO industry, I right. think you know the other SEOs might have a problem with you, right? Right. And, and cause for that. You listening, oh, Randy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so joking about that. <laughs> well played, though. Thanks. Um, but I mean, see what see what I'm saying? Like, like Google had over eighty percent of the search market. And it's a competitive marketplace. And this is the key. Google doesn't just provide an information service. It's providing the basis of a marketplace. It is. And I think part of their where they got themselves into hot water here, as far as I'm, I'm sort of concerned, like in, in my mind, too. And I, I, of course, don't know all the details that they were looking at when they were deciding that, yes, they were devaluing their competitors. Um, you know, because one might look and go, Okay, but I understand the algorithm, and uh, you know, or, or at least better. And uh, no, like the people that were deciding these are, well, he, he's the late now, but it's people like Ted Stevens, right? Like these are people who do not have a strong, necessarily toehold um, on how search works. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I mean, there there is that side. Were they just going while well, they're all below you all the time? Yeah, it's search, and you know who's strong? Google. <laughs> well, and, and let's, let's also remember that the legislators themselves are um, lobbied, very heavily lobbied by all sorts of interests. One of whom, an eight hundred pound gorilla on like a um, hundred pound gorilla in DC, is Google itself. Yeah. Now that adds to the story, doesn't it? Um, yeah, reports I mean, there's, that there's... Google's basically meeting weekly with them and uh, with uh, with the White House and, and chatting with Obama, and uh, it, that doesn't paint it uh, to be a better picture. Making robot dogs for the military, you know. Like... Well, well, but indeed, and here's here's one of the problems with looking at this kind of story. Google is so large, and its um, its interests are in so many different places. Some of which are. You know, deeply enmeshed in national security that um, it's hard to separate I mean mean, we have to we have to try to separate the various facets of Google because Google isn't one entity anymore Google isn't just a search engine Google is an information machine as well as as well as a uh, uh, an advertising machine Um, it's frightening when you think about it eh you know how we're scared about artificial intelligence sort of like taking over um, human consciousness? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, 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 and I, I don't get me wrong. I can't stress my admiration for the accomplishment that is Google or the various accomplishments that is Google. But um, I get very uncomfortable when so much um, 
I don't want to use the word control or power, but, you know, so much weight is placed in one entity. That makes me quite uncomfortable. It, it can be problematic. I mean, you, you have a lot of power in one, uh, one set of hands. And, of course, there, there's part, like you, you mentioned it, as a variety of accomplishments. You mentioned it as the, you know, if, if they were, you know, broken up um, into separate companies, you know, what would happen then? Like, what happens of all the, would we see the forward movement? Would we see, as we were talking about last week, um, you know, essentially watches with nanoparticles being tested to run through your body to cure cancer? Would we be seeing things like that come out of them? Uh, you know, probably not. They wouldn't have this same infrastructure that they do as as one set corporation so um it, it, it is <laughs> interesting got this like image of both sergey and like larry standing on the lawn at google in their like you know uh, reebok sneakers yelling screw with us and we won't cure cancer <laughs> don't screw with us man and you know uh, what they have a fairly decent uh statement to make there you know if you want uh, if you want the good you got to deal with the bad um, uh, you know, and and side if of you it. want the good and the bad, sometimes you got to deal with the ugly, and we got to go on. Actually, I shouldn't say that because there are sponsors and we love them, um, and we have to uh, we have to actually listen to a few of them right now because they're always good to listen to, and also because it's almost quarter to the hour, and we really should have gone to break a few minutes ago. So, <laughs> on behalf of uh, Dave Davies from Beachside Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 26th of March, 2015. We're going to be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. All-inclusive marketing is the luxurious five-star resort of digital marketing. Welcome to All-Inclusive Marketing. Engage with All-Inclusive Marketing's award-winning strategists to ramp up your online profitability and brand exposure, driving new customer acquisitions, increased sales, and stronger buyer retention. Another mojito, please? All-Inclusive Marketing's full-service digital and performance marketing accommodates every brand, specializing in retail, travel, and software as a service. What a great room. The A in All-Inclusive Marketing means award winning leadership, excellence and results, as well as an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. For reach, engagement and conversion, it's all-inclusive marketing. Reserve a free consultation today at allinclusivemarketing.com slash radio. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, 
SoSocial, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. SoSocial is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let SoSocial give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 26th of March, 2015. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing. And we can go one of two ways here, Dave. It's, uh, it's that type of show again. <laughs> Um, we got about oh, 10, maybe 11 minutes left uh, uh, before the clock runs out, and I got two stories. One of them is Microsoft's plans for mobile. The other is the F8 convention, the uh, Facebook convention that is uh, actually taking place right now. Some really interesting stuff's come out of F8, and uh, some really interesting stuff could be put into your Microsoft phone. Which way do you want to go? You know what? I don't know a lot about either of these, but I know I will hear a lot about F8. So let's go uh, Microsoft. Also, we're talking about mobile today. So you can okay, inform me works. about what Microsoft's doing. Well, you know, on hashtag uh, mobile day, uh, was it a hashtag mobile day? I forget already. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hashtag mobile day. <laughs> wow. Maybe that's not the best hashtag, huh? That's <laughs> good. Well, we basically keep using it now that we've used it a hell of a lot. Okay, so Microsoft, you, you, they, you know, when, like, so there was this party that happened in the big imaginary tech mansion, right? Kind of like the Playboy Mansion, except for techies. It's called the Tech Mansion. And um, Larry and his entourage were there. And so was Bill Gates and his entourage, okay? Now, Larry and his entourage, they walked around and they got drinks and, you know, they had interesting, stimulating conversations. They uh, hung out in the grotto and they did all that fun stuff. And Bill Gates and his entourage, well, they just seemed to follow the uh, Google entourage around, sampling the drinks that were that the Google entourage, you know, people put down on the mantle or on the nearest table there'd be a Microsoft guy going and seeing if that drink was good or not before they ordered it themselves anyway eventually Microsoft ended up being Google or Google ended up being Microsoft or whatever Um, Microsoft has for the last 10 years followed Google around the web trying to emulate what Google's doing very bad party experience if you ask me yep Now, okay, so you, you remember, uh, what was it, like seven, eight years ago, maybe longer, I'm afraid, when um, Bomber was flipping out in his office, throwing chairs around and freaking because <laughs> they couldn't get close to Google in search, and it sort of, like, put it aside? Yeah. And then all this energy had to go into building, um, I think it was three successive search engines before they finally got to Bing. And as we know, building a search engine is harder than you think. Yep. Um, well, they're having the same problem in the mobile world. Windows really didn't do mobile that well at the beginning. 
Right. Um, and then they tried to, you know, have this integrated. They tried to have your phone integrating with your gaming system, the Xbox thing. That didn't work so well. And um, it was, Windows hasn't really done mobile well. They haven't done a great operating system in mobile. So you're in a race, okay? You're in a race with Amazon. You're in a race with uh, the front runner, the already existing front runners, um, Android and iPhone. You've got to get into the mobile space. You've got to get into the mobile space. If you don't get into the mobile space, it's going to be just like the Internet and just like the cloud strategy. And, you know, Microsoft is going to be left behind again. Yeah. And so there's, like, this, like, terror running through the Microsoft campuses. we got to get mobile right, and they keep not doing it. So plan A is not working. And what do you think plan B is probably? And there's a good deal of speculative evidence out there to suggest that this is correct. I'm going to guess it has something to do with rolling in their new operating system. Am I right? Well... If by there you mean Google's operating system, you might be right. Okay, I would not have been right in my guess. <laughs> Over at Petri.com, uh, Paul Thoreau, who is you know arguably one of the, the web's Microsoft experts. Over at Petri.com, um, yesterday, uh, Paul Thoreau posted an article, Is Android Microsoft's Plan B for Mobile? And I know Paul goes through much of the argument that I, I just went through, that Microsoft has, you know, been the Johnny-come-lately to the party for just about every significant development, and they've been racing ahead trying to get people jazzed about their mobile platform, and it just mm -hmm. hasn't happened. It's, just, it's like Google+. Plus; It just hasn't happened. Right. So now... Um, as, as Paul notes in the article that was published at Petri.com yesterday, Microsoft has been developing relationships with many of the Android's device makers. Now, you, you remember, Dave, that Android is, Android is an open source system. You can slap it on any system, that any phone uh, system that will accept it. You can use Android. It's open source. Yep. That means you can add stuff to it. You can trick it out to work the way you want it to work. <laughs> Starting next month on the Samsung yeah. S6, um, Samsung Galaxy S6 and the S6 Edge, Microsoft's OneDrive, OneNote, and Skype are going to come pre-installed. In a new deal with Samsung, uh, starting later this year, you're going to have Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote, OneDrive, and Skype installed on Samsung Android tablets. There's a lot of movement between Microsoft and Android makers right now, which has led Paul to conclude that they're moving quickly into Plan B, which is using Google's applications. What do you think? Okay, All I can think of is not a bad idea since they obviously can't compete. <laughs> Go to Plan B because you obviously can't do this right yourselves. Um, I think it's a stopgap strategy. We've seen them do this before. You remember, you remember the early days when, like, we were just a few minutes ago, we were talking about Google having an eighty percent search share back in mm -hmm. twenty twelve, and that was so big. But you remember when it was like more like ninety five percent because, um, bit, uh, at the time, Microsoft, Microsoft search engine MSN, and uh, 
Yahoo were also using Google results? Yeah. Well, we've seen precedents for this before, you know, with Microsoft um, using other search engines' results, and in one case, Google, in another case, um, Yahoo's. So, yeah, they're probably doing a stopgap until they improve the service, their service or their software to such a degree. Um, I find it very amusing. I also think it's great if you're an app developer. You know, it is. Be, and something else, ability. something else I'm liking about this is the um, it, giving Microsoft the ability to, because they obviously haven't done it right. Um, give Microsoft the ability to see, okay, when users are using your applications on a mobile device, what are they clicking? How are they, how are they using it? Are they preferring it? Or are they then, you know, using it? And you can see they're using it once or twice and then going to a different application. Um, you know, pull in some actual user data on your mobile experience as it relates to the applications themselves and see. Well, well yeah. a quick warning to uh, Microsoft. Don't expect any keyword data, man. They're not going to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, in a weird way, they're actually going to be giving Google data on how people use their stuff. So it's a- okay. Now again, it's important to note this is speculation. Like um, Google, neither Google nor Microsoft have made any announcement. Right. But this is a guy worth watching, Paul Thoreau. When he's when he, he says this is likely to happen, um, he's not like you and me, where we just sort of like wa- watch an industry obsessively. He's one of those guys who watches an industry obsessively. Oh, I guess he is like you and me. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Paul is like one of the Microsoft. If you're if you're a Microsoft engineer, Paul is your expert guide inside of the Microsoft world. So you know when he sees this direction happening, it's a good chance that it's happening. And again, if you're an app maker, this is like wonderful news for you. Oh, amazing news for you. Um, it expands your market range by about oh, what? Four point five to five percent. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft, eh? <laughs> I, actually, I'm not sure what Microsoft's position in the phone market is. I know it's quite low relative to where Android and uh, and iPhone is at. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure uh, their specific position, but that's like going. I wonder what AOL is at in the search market, right? Like, it's it's back there. So ask Shingy. He knows. He knows everything. <laughs> Okay, we're just about closing out the show. Before we go, I have something I want to mention. Um, Webmaster Radio um, has been trying to get this information, e- make it easier for uh, webmasters to access it. And uh, if webmasters, you know, go check the Webmaster Radio blog um, at least once a week. Um, Webmaster Radio is trying to consolidate information from various types of show into the Webmaster Radio blog so it's easier for listeners to find information in the background. I can hear the music playing. So I got to say, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology here at webmasterradio.fm. It's the 26th of March, 2015. Thanks to everybody at Webmaster Radio for making this possible. And folks, thanks to you. Stay tuned. Great stuff coming up on the network after the news. This is 
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.